0: This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk Podcast. Future Talk, the whole edition with Om Al Saleh and Hani Balkas on Pulse
1: 95. Future Talk. Welcome back to Future Talk, right here on Pulse ninety five. It is Thursday, bringing you Future Talk Home Edition, where we bring you the latest in tech gadgets and AI from the comfort and safety of our own home with Omnia Saleh and me, Hani Belqis. And today is a very special day because we have the Sharjah Police coming in and giving us all we need to know about these smart patrol cars and what they do. And how they function, how we can benefit it, can benefit from it against the battle against COVID nineteen.
0: Yes, indeed. We have the First Lieutenant and Head of Excellence Awards Branch, Abdullah Riyad Aylan, joining us alongside with Lieutenant Ibrahim Ubaid Bukhtir, who are going to be telling us all about how they're using artificial intelligence, what the drones are doing with these smart police patrols. But around the world, Apple is making big moves because they're going to be introducing cheaper 5G iPhones to attract all budget customers. Is that going to make people more enticed to buy iphones we're going to be giving you the latest on that in just a few moments
1: yes and i'm very excited to dig in and dive into that conversation with you guys and omnia because i kind of have a couple of opinions on the cheaper (laughs) side of iphones but speaking about apple and iphones apple is going to hold developers conference virtually now we all know that a lot of us are using zoom uh, to contact one another especially big business meetings to prevent the spread of COVID-19. But listen, you're not the only one doing these big conference meetings and virtual meetings. Apple is doing the same thing. But Omnia, how are we monitoring COVID-19 with a gadget?
0: This is my favorite story that I'm super excited to discuss with you all because we're going to be telling you about the first wearable device that is tracking key symptoms of COVID-19. Yeah, you heard it right. You can actually track all the symptoms of COVID-19 from the comfort of your own home. You don't need to be in a hospital if your symptoms are not severe. And we're going to be revealing this wearable in just a few moments
1: yes and we're going to be talking about twitter and how it's going to test a new feature to let users rethink before posting offensive or hurtful tweets now well we actually haven't had this story or this um this this kind of story in a while now i think a couple of months ago omni and i were talking about how facebook and instagram were combating uh bullying on their social media platforms but now twitter it's a weird day and age right now the time with the coronavirus pandemic going on for twitter to decide to listen now's the time to combat bullying but twitter will be testing how uh testing Uh, A feature on how to let users rethink before posting offensive or hurtful tweets. So we do have a lot of store, lot in store today for Thursday, May seventh, twenty twenty. So stay tuned right here only on Pulse ninety five. Pulse ninety five. Daily digital news, bits and bytes connect our world.
0: Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world in the uae and around the world now whenever we talk about apple they have become synonyms with the word or the phrase spending a lot of money we all know their iphones their macbooks their ipads are nowhere near cheap but since the economy has been hit very hard because of the COVID-19 pandemic, Apple is starting to adapt and change so that it can fit the new needs of customers because they are planning to introduce their cheaper 5G iPhones to attract all those budget customers out there.
1: Yes, I Amir, mean, you 100% correct. Now, this isn't a uh, subject to sleep on because Apple said to introduce cheaper 5G iPhones To attract these budget customers now we always knew or always know, that iphone really was the premium type of phone to go to apple ios everything that apple does kind of come out with the application with that with with the devices were always a premium type of thing now the iphone 11 and the 11 pro do go for around a thousand dollars and up but now apple does want to target the average Person per se. Now the iPhones will be the first uh, 5G enabled handsets from the iPhone manufacturer. Now the entry-level phone in the 12 series which is the 13.7 centimeter iphone 12 will be around 649 dollars which does go to around 2,383 dirhams and at least 50 dollars cheaper than the entry-level handset in apple uh, apple's 11 series that was launched in september of last year now the flagship device of the new series the iphone 12 pro max which does come with a 17 centimeter screen will go for around one thousand one hundred dollars while the iPhone 12 and iPhone 12 Pro, both with 15.5 centimeter screens, will be around $749 and $1,000, respectively. Now, uh, the thing is, now ever since the iPhone SE came out around a month ago, there was, it was a little bit of good and bad, the cons and pros of the iPhone 12, uh, iPhone SE, sorry. Now, the iPhone SE did take a little bit of backfire how we are in 2020, and we have such a small phone. Now, Apple did launch it last month, and it is the cheapest iPhone for around $400, which does round about to $1,600, $1,500, $1,200, dirhams, around that range. depends what kind of memory or storage you're buying. And the cheaper offerings may actually help uh, help the iPhone maker compete with mid-range smartphones from rivals like Samsung and Huawei, and to meet its goal of $200. Million shipments uh, this year. Now, while well, we always know that Android and Android manufacturers, they do have a broad range of phones that are from that range from five hundred drams. the way to 7,000 of them they do have a wide range and everyone from different uh, from from different uh, economic standards can buy an Android phone but with iPhone it's kind of set to that premium Mm. level and a certain audience can buy that phone but what I what Apple is trying to do is trying to make iPhones a little bit easier to buy but uh, if the 12 series is a long but balanced lineup of iPhones from Apple we do expect a delay in launch by a month or two so we are expecting the new iPhones in October or November. Now we are know the Apple actually is known for launching phones every September, but now uh, they are facing a delay because of the supply chain disruptions which yeah. are caused by the coronavirus. But uh, what I'm trying to think right now is how how are they going to make it cheaper? Now the iPhone see the biggest problem a lot of people saw and a lot of tech uh, reviewers were talking about is that the iPhone 12, uh, the iPhone SE is as the size of an iPhone 8 or an iPhone 6. Now, if you bring, if you grab an iPhone 12, uh, iPhone SE or iPhone 8, I don't know why I keep saying 12, iPhone SE or iPhone 8 right now, and I'm holding an iPhone 5S and I have in my hand an iPhone 6. um, In comparison with my use of the iPhone 11 Pro, I don't feel that productivity on the iPhone 6 would be that much in comparison with that huge screen. So uh, Apple did take some backfire that they kind of still kept the the, the notches on the phones and the screen was super small. And and a lot of people are are suggesting that when Apple keeps releasing these cheaper iPhones, that the screen is going to be much smaller or even even as small as the iPhone 8 or even the iPhone 5S. So, I mean, uh, they might face...
0: they might face
1: a little bit backfire
0: the interesting thing though is whenever Samsung released their 5G enabled range, the prices actually started increasing because as you mentioned, it is requiring a new technology and the 5G network is the future because we're looking at internet speeds of up to let's say 1.2 gigabits per second, which is the speed that we are expecting that most uh, you know, most of our gadgets are going to have to become equipped to function on, however However, since many smartphone manufacturers like Samsung, Huawei, they're all already selling 5G enabled phones, Apple kind of feels like it's behind on the game because they decided that they were going to offer those cheaper 5G iPhones simply because Apple is definitely going through one of the toughest phases in its recent history. Mm, they're definitely struggling in terms of sales and their plan is that maybe if they were to lower the prices of their 5g iphones that people might be a lot more intrigued and lured into buying them instead of you know opting for a samsung or a huawei phone
1: yes i'm 100 percent correct but speaking about apple let's talk about how uh, they are holding a conference with developers Virtually, Now, Apple did formally announce that that its annual Worldwide Developers Conference will be held virtually, which is ending the speculation of how the iPhone maker will hold one of its flagship events amid the global coronavirus pandemic. Now, obviously, Omnia, you and I, we kind of saw this decision coming. It didn't come as a surprise because major companies, not only those in technology around the world, have been resorting to online gatherings. I mean, you and I are doing the show online, Omnia, Mm -hmm. through Zoom. But, be it for product launchers, shareholder media, meetings, or even media, media calls, these unprecedented times in an effort to curb the spread of COVID-19. Now, the number one thing is to curb the spread of COVID-19 by everyone uh, staying home and kind of reducing gatherings, but uh, the World Conference uh, will be held on June 22nd, which is a couple of weeks later than it is usually scheduled, and it will be free on the Apple Developer app and website for all developers.
0: Yes, indeed. And just like we know, Apple love to be unique. So even though this meeting is happening virtually, Apple did promise that this year's edition is going to be the biggest. And they're going to be bringing together global developer community of more than 23 million, which is definitely something that has never happened with Apple, bef- with Apple before to bring such a huge number of developers all onto one platform. So they're all going to be working together to help them create even more incredible apps and services that will hopefully become very soon uh, available in the App Store. So we're going to keep you up to date with all that arises with Apple. But coming up, we're going to be speaking to the Sharjah Police, two members from their team, First Lieutenant and Head of Excellence Awards Branch, Abdullah Riyadh Aylan, and Lieutenant Ibrahim Ubaid Bukhtar, who is the Administrative officer in the IT department. They'll be joining us in just a few moments. Tell us more about the technology that is being used in the smart police patrol. It is the first of its kind, and all these details are going to be revealed in just a few moments. You're You're listening
2: listening to Pulse
0: 95. Pulse
3: 95.
1: Future Talk, the whole edition. With Omnia oh. and Hani
0: Balkis on Pulse ninety five.
1: Welcome back to Pulse ninety five. We are here live from the heart of Sharjah, and we have a little bit of a special guest today. Don't we, Omnia?
0: Yes, indeed. Sharjah Police just launched the first of its kind, Smart Patrol, a few days ago, and we talked all about the different technology that it's going to involve, from artificial intelligent cameras to drones, they are all being used in the fight against COVID-19. But to tell us a little bit more about this Smart Patrol, we have with us on the line First Lieutenant and Head of Excellence Awards Branch, Mr. Abdullah Riyadh Aylan, and he is also being joined by Lieutenant Ibrahim Ubaid Bukhatir, who is the administrative officer in the IT department. Welcome to the show. Uh, Lieutenant, can you tell us a little bit uh, about the technology that is currently being used in the smart police patrol?
2: First of all, thank you for the invitation and the opportunity to talk about the latest police patrol entering the Sharjah police uh, fleet. The smart police patrol project started in uh, March in Mm -hmm. which a group of 15 experienced police officers of Sharjah police combined their knowledge hobby and passion through the Sharjah police innovation incubators to build a high-tech smart police patrol in 14 days, just to be exact. Uh, this uh, built-in project were built and customized by the police officers in Sharjah police Garage. The technology implemented in this uh, police patrol is uh, first of all, five surveillance cameras, mm-hmm. a normal camera, night vision camera, thermal camera, face recognition camera, and a number plate recognition camera, AMPR. Secondly, a projector on the rear windshield of the police patrol to send warnings to the drivers on the road while the police patrol is parking on the side of the road. Uh, A drone was implemented in uh, in the police patrol. A speed camera radar was implemented, and a technology Uh, which interfere your uh, radio uh, on your car and broadcast alerts and warnings that there is a police car passing by. So you Mm -hmm. could give a space to the police car uh, to pass and it streams by three languages, Arabic, English and Urdu.
1: That's amazing. Your car is basically a full package car, but I wanted to ask uh, Mr. Lieutenant Ibrahim, what kind of data is being sent from the patrol car to the police operation room?
3: Uh, First of all, thank you for uh, interviewing us. Uh, The thing we can transfer from the patrol to the operation room, uh, uh, it is basically we can send uh, live feed Which, whatever we can see from the car, which is already recorded by our camera, we can transfer it to our uh, operation room. And uh, we can also transfer some plate number because we already have uh, one AMPR camera. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, we we also have a device that will save our, uh, whatever it's recorded, whatever has been recorded by the camera or captured for five days in this device. So we can also review it after one week, we can review it with the people who was working on the operation Mm -hmm.
0: form. So not only is it being transferring all this data in real time, but it's also having it be recorded. We also heard that the smart patrol comes with special drones and we've seen drones being deployed in the fight against COVID-19 right here in Sharjah in areas where there were a lot of gatherings and Mm -hmm. these drones would be sent out uh, to these locations. So can you tell us a little bit about how do these drones uh, help police officers and how do they keep them safe?
2: the main use of the drone is to broadcast live feed to the uh, operation room of any incident site in the field so Mm -hmm. the operation room could evaluate the incident and respond based upon it the drone is occupied by a thermal camera and a night vision camera Uh, we use the drone speakers to guide the public in any incident and send awareness messages through the drone and we are studying in the nearest future the implementation of uh, recording traffic violations through Mm. this drone. Mm.
1: I I think I've actually seen these drones in real time. Now I do live in Sharjah on the Buhairah and I saw from my balcony a couple of weeks ago uh, these drones uh, moving around and flying around and I kind of had a kind of an idea what they were doing.
2: Well, uh, they make the same uh, as we said, the uh, speakers uh, guide the public in, uh, in any incident mm-hmm. and uh, we use it in the coronavirus situation to send messages for uh, the public in Sharjah
1: to mm-hmm. stay at uh, home. Mm -hmm. And this is good because now the police officer doesn't have to interact with the public. Uh, The police officer can be in safety in the car while the drone does uh, announce to the public to stay home and to stay away uh, to battle against the the coronavirus uh, pandemic. Uh,
0: Lieutenant Ibrahim, you mentioned that the Smart Patrol car also has uh, thermal scanners and cameras embedded within it. Uh, I'm a bit curious to know what kind of information are these cameras detecting?
3: In the beginning, we implemented the thermal camera cause as you know, for, for police job, fa- spawn time is really important, extremely important for us. So we, we, we implemented the th- thermal camera on this car uh, for like, if we do have a foggy weather for mm-hmm. today, so it will be, it will make it easy for the driver to reach the place where there's an incident there, to make it easy to reach this place in a short amount of time and if we are going for civilians like in in the place that has no light like uh, in stair aerial and uh, some places like that mm-hmm. so and by the thermal camera it w- the view will be really easy it will be really clear yeah to see if the, someone is hiding there or if we are chasing some cars and they hide on any places we will be able to find out from the hood of the car that it is still it's, it's still hot so mm. it will be easy for us to capture this guy
0: um, you also mentioned that there were facial recognition cameras within this car. Can you tell us a little bit about how they're being used?
3: If I stop any car, any suspicious uh, car so so this guy will I will uh, let him stand in front of the face recognition camera mm-hmm. so the camera will automatically capture his face and uh, will send it to our operation room mm. Then they will tell us if this guy is uh, wanted or not. Mm -hmm. That's
1: amazing. And I want to ask, how can we use this technology to battle coronavirus? Because now I believe the biggest uh, obstacle in our way right now is COVID-19, the coronavirus, and with these cars being equipped with basically everything, how can we use it to battle coronavirus?
2: Uh, Well, Sharjah Police strategy is based on three sectors. Mm -hmm. Innovation, proactivity and uh, flexibility. So with the start of the spread of COVID-19, we were flexible in adapting our innovations to fight the spread of this unseen enemy. Mm. In this particular innovation, uh, we've used the uh, thermal cameras to identify pedestrians' uh, body temperature. And we use the drone speakers to send awareness, as I mentioned uh, just now, the, uh, to send awareness messages to the public through the speakers of the drone. We've also used the projector on the rear windshield of the police patrol to display videos to raise the awareness of the public of this virus and how to battle the spread of it.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to ask, how many, how many patrol cars, these smart police patrols, are we seeing that right now? Uh,
2: we st- As I mentioned, we started in March. We ended uh, one. We are now... Uh, on the uh, we we are now uh, on the uh, on starting on another uh, police uh, patrol a different uh, uh, police patrol with the same uh, technology and we yeah. are trying to improve and uh, add uh, the any any a technology on this uh, mm-hmm. uh, police patrol i
1: love it
0: absolutely um, i mean Apart from using technology and smart patrols to help fight COVID-19, police officers are working day in and day out for our safety. So Lieutenant Abdullah and Ibrahim, is there anything that you would like to tell everyone tuning into us right now about what can they do on their end to fight off this pandemic?
2: At the end, I would like to thank you for this opportunity again. And I would like to ask uh, your respectful audience if they have any idea or technology that will improve our police patrol, mm-hmm. to share it with us in Sharjah Police through the innovation platform website of the Ministry of Interior. Just entering the website, i.moi.gov.ae, mm-hmm. i.moi.gov.ae, and share their ideas and technologies uh, that will improve our police patrol through
1: Sounds amazing. So you guys heard it here. If you guys have any suggestions on what could help the Charger police, do go to that website and do give your suggestions. I would like to give a big thanks to Mr. Abdullah and Mr. Ibrahim for taking the time out and coming and giving us a little bit of a brief on these Smart Patrol cars. Thank you. Thank
2: you so Thank you. You're listening to Pulse
0: 95. Pulse 95. The
1: day. New tech you might want to play with.
0: 95.
1: New tech you might want to play with, or even wear, because monitoring COVID 19 from hospital to home, we're going to be telling you about the first wearable device which is continuously tracking key symptoms of COVID-19. Now the more we learn about the novel coronavirus COVID-19, the more unknowns seem to arise. Now these ever-emerging mysteries do highlight the desperate need for more data to help researchers and physicians better understand and even treat the extremely contagious and deadly disease.
0: And this is exactly why researchers at Northwestern University in Chicago decided to create a wearable device that can actually both catch early symptoms and signs that are associated with COVID-19 but this device can also monitor patients that have this deadly virus so it literally looks just like a patch that you could you know wear if you have a band it looks like a bandit that you could wear if you have uh, any cuts but it is capable of being worn 24 7 so this device can actually uh, continuously uh, gather data and uses artificial intelligence that it can uncover any subtle insight of whether or not you have covid19 but even if you do have the illness it can measure and interpret any of your cuffs any of your respiratory activity in ways that might be impossible for us to do so without technology so this wireless sensor actually the patch itself it sits on the throat from the outside of your neck and it can monitor the cuffs it can monitor your fever and even uh, your breathing rate. It's very soft, very flexible, it doesn't even bother. At some point, you're not gonna even realize it's even there, Um, but from this location, the device can actually monitor uh, how intense are your coughs. are they coming in a pattern or not, how your chest wall is moving, whether you're having any irregular breathing rates, how your heart rate and body temperature are, even if you have a fever. And from there, it will go ahead and transmit all this data that it is collecting to a HIPAA-protected cloud. So there, any automated algorithms will be able uh, to provide researchers with more information about your disease and even notify them if you need uh, any medical support uh, or any emergency medical support uh, for helping you breathe in a much better way.
1: Yes, Omnia, and it is about the size of a postage stamp. It's soft, flexible, wireless, thin device. It just sits uh, kind of at the dip at the base of the throat, like where uh, you kind of had that little bit hole at the end of your throat. Now, from this location, the, 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 uh, the device does monitor coughing intensity patterns, chest wall movements, which do indicate or labor, irregular breathing, respiratory sounds, heart rate, and body temperature, which do include Thiever. Now, from there, it is wirelessly transmitted. It transmits data to HIPAA pro- protected cloud, which, where it is automated, algorithms do produce graphical summaries tailored to facilitate rapid remote monitoring. Now, the mysterious ways that COVID-19 does affect the body do seem to get stranger and stranger. Now, many patients' symptoms do fully disappear before they even suddenly and expectedly begin deteriorating. Now, sometimes within a matter of hours, other patients have recovered and tested Mm -hmm. negative, but later test positive. Now, the unknowns underscore the need for continuous patient monitoring ensure that physicians can intervene at the slightest sign of trouble. So basically, ladies and gentlemen, this is a great way that if someone who was infected by COVID-19 and then uh, after the 14-day hospital quarantine, uh, they test negative for for, for coronavirus and they go home, uh, they will have this band or sticker or or Band-Aid on them. And then if, unfortunately, they have symptoms again, the hospital will be notified and will know that the uh, that the virus is active again. True. Now, in a couple of countries in Europe, a lot of countries were complaining or were actually briefing uh, the medical industry. That they would uh, discharge a lot of uh, patients, and turns out that they still would have the virus and would infect more people. But unfortunately, those people that uh, that st- stayed infected thought they actually kind of went got over COVID nineteen. So this is great. I like I like how I actually would never have thought that this that this would actually be a, a factor right now where we would put kind of like a bandaid on our throat and we would find out everything we need to know about COVID nineteen.
0: Definitely. And looking at it, you know, with a device like this, I feel like for any cases that are not as severe, they don't necessarily require any medical attention, but that might become severe in the future. Patients could actually, you know, get sent home uh, with a device like this. And if any emergency arises, doctors or healthcare professionals will be able to uh, assist the patient, maybe send an ambulance just in time, even before the patient starts complaining about the symptoms himself or herself. But the interesting uh, factor about this device is that it was actually initially created for stroke patients. So it would monitor uh, any speech disorders, which is a typical symptom of someone who will have a stroke. um, And it will actually uh, measure any vibrations that are happening in the throat and in the chest. But now with the COVID-19 pandemic coming at us at a very, very fast rate without us even knowing it was gonna be a reality uh, a few months ago, a device like this is definitely being reused and becoming more and more adapted to so that it can help protect and save the lives of many. Coming up, we're going to be telling you all about Twitter and how they are fighting, not COVID-19, but cyberbullying in their very own ways. So every time you come to post a tweet, you are going to be reminded about how you should... Uh, articulate your text so that you can make sure you're not bothering anyone through your posts so to find out more about it make sure you stay tuned right here on future talk only on pulse 95 this is pulse 95
1: pulse 95 what's all around?
0: what's worth a
1: click and download
0: all social media platforms have been trying to step up their efforts to fight cyber attacks and cyberbullying. A few, a few, about a few months ago, I think, Annie and I were talking about Instagram and Facebook uh, starting out this kind of like revise your conscience before you post uh, method. So every time you come to, let's say, post something on Facebook or on Instagram that might be offensive whether it was an actual post or a comment you will find a pop-up reminding you to be nice to think of the other person on the other end of the screen but now twitter is doing the same because they are testing a new feature that will let you know before posting if your tweet replies are offensive or not. And this is all to help clean up conversations that tend to be widespread on the social media platform. So they're gonna be sending users a prompt when they reply to a tweet using offensive or hurtful language that they need to be careful about what they're typing.
1: Yes, Omnia. Now. Twitter is testing that new feature, but what I'm kind of uh, actually astonished about is that Twitter, in, in in the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, that they're focusing on uh, cyberbullying right now, and that actually could make a lot of sense thinking about it, as most of us are now confined home and our time on the internet has ro- risen, and we are spending a lot of time on the internet, but Twitter actually has long been under pressure to clean up hateful and abusive content on its platform, which are policed by users flagging rule breaking tweets and by technology. Now, Twitter's global head of site policy for trust and safety did say that they are trying to encourage people to rethink their behavior and rethink their language before posting because they often are in the heat of the moment and they might say something they regret. Now, Twitter policies do not allow users to target individuals with slurs, racist, or degrading content. Now, the company did take action against almost 396,000 accounts under its abuse policies and more than 580,000 accounts under its hateful conduct policies between January and June of last year. Now, when they were asked whether the experiment would instead give users a playbook, to find loopholes in Twitter's rules on offensive language, uh, they the Twitter did respond saying that it was targeted at the majority of rule breakers who do not who do not who are not repeat offenders. Now this is a smart move by Twitter. I'll tell you why, Omnia. Mm-hmm. Now uh, I don't know if you know the story about this uh, this lady. She got an internship to NASA, mm-hmm. and she was going crazy on Twitter. She she said, oh, "I got." Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was like I got an internship internship to NASA and she said some uh, some bad language and a man rep- re- replied to her tweet and just said language she then told that man something disrespectful and turns out that man was head or was on that was on that was on the council for nasa and that uh, mm-hmm. she did because of that tweet she did get her internship revoked but twitter is saying that the experiment is the first of its kind for the company and will start in the in a couple of weeks right now and it will run globally but only for english language tweets you now, know a lot
0: of people have been wondering uh, how would twitter know what is harmful or you know what is considered uh, a part of cyber attack or cyber bullying because I mean, Twitter at the end of the day is being run by algorithms. And even though this algorithm might mess up, what they're doing is basically compare the words that you are writing in a certain post or in a certain comment to similar words that have been written in other offensive posts or comments. And if these two posts match, then According to Twitter, whatever it is that you're typing or posting is offensive and could cause uh, cyberbullying.
1: Yes, Omnia. And I believe that Twitter is um, one of the most toxic platforms to be on. Unfortunately, Twitter kind of does come off the disrespectful side. So having this feature and this experiment right now is a good call from Twitter, especially in the coronavirus time, as many of us are spending a lot more time on Twitter. But... A lot of us are spending a lot of time in the kitchen because it is Ramadan and we are cooking. But if you're cooking and you want to make some cash, well, we do have the 1500 challenge for you. Where at Pulse95, we'll be giving 1500 dirhams of cold hard cash to anyone who posts uh, them c- cooking a uh, food or a sweet and does post it and mentions at Pulse95 Radio, hashtag 1500 challenge and we will actually announce the winners today.
0: So you have a few hours left to get your videos in. make sure that your account is public so that we can actually DM you if you are the lucky winner. But get to cooking and get to baking and we are very excited to announce the lucky winner of the 1,500 dirhams today. Future Talk will be returning on Sunday from 2 to 3 p.m., but until then, we're going to be leaving you in the safe hands of the Dream Team. Ayesha Almazmi and Mikhail Atiyah will give you the latest that is happening in the entertainment industry. What movies should you watch? What shows should you tune into? You're going to be getting all that in just a few moments. We hope that you have a wonderful iftar with you and your loved ones, whether it's happening physically or virtually. Until then, stay safe and keep Pulse95 locked. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.